Uh, let's talk a little bit of rugby. There's been big news overnight with the sacking of Eddie Jones by the England team. Uh, mate, 5G mobile plans from just 40 bucks. Jimmy Tucker uh, has joined us right the way through the year. We love his insights. We love uh, the info that he has. But uh, this one, um, not a great surprise, Jimmy, given that they've come off an ordinary season. But a surprise to the extent that Eddie's win record with England is still up around 70%. Oh, absolutely. Uh, over 70%, Paddy. And uh, he's a master of tournament play. Uh, his Rugby World Cup record is almost without peer. Um, obviously, got to a final with Australia and England, masterminded Japan's win, one of the great upsets over South Africa yeah. at a previous World Cup in 2015 and, and was a, a mastermind in the, the back room when South Africa won the World Cup. Uh, back in uh, 2007. So uh, England have given up that uh, great wealth of knowledge uh, and uh, they're, they're blazing on. But uh, Eddie uh, had, had rubbed some people the wrong way. There was a, uh, uh, a very difficult period with, with the fans, I, I guess, in England who, who couldn't see uh, the way forward uh, with the the way the team was running, uh, a poor loss to South Africa to finish the season, and just the, the RFU uh, just felt they had to make a change. Uh, I don't know that it is the right one when you think of all the the pluses Eddie can mastermind at a World Cup, but uh, the the insiders in England certainly thought it was the time. And this exit is not unusual for Eddie, isn't it? Be, be, and and already he's linked with someone else. You know, he's still perceived as being extremely valuable, yet he gets turfed by one group. Yeah, there's. I guess you could say that there is definitely an expiry date on, on Eddie with, with teams. Uh, it was fairly fractious when he uh, finished up with the Wallabies. Um, he, he's a hard taskmaster. He, he drives for perfection. Uh, there's lots of uh, backroom staff who don't go the distance with Eddie. But then... Uh, Eddie is always up front with what he puts in. He's got an unbelievable intellect, and he said, we're striving for perfection. We're striving to win World Cups. And if you're not uh, ready for the ride and not ready to to put in 110%, well, uh, fall off the side of the wagon. So uh, Eddie's uh, MO is is very established, but it doesn't um, sit well with everyone, and it does have an expiry time. Mm. What about this Wallabies here in review, Jimmy? Um, you know, has it been wasted? Um, or do, have they found out a lot more about what the Wallabies squad should be like in a year's time? Because the public certainly haven't felt much progress. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I personally, I was trying to juggle how I'd rate it out of 10, and I'd probably give it a 6.5 out of 10. Um, and that might even be generous. Uh Winning only five tests out of 14 is fairly average. We're, we're talking about Eddie being punted and having won over 70% of his tests. Uh, Dave Rennie is in a job and his success rate is under 40% overall as a test-winning coach. Mm. So, yeah, very quite a disparity there. Uh, the wins this year, beating England once was good, but two test matches lost, which should have been one. Uh, beating South Africa and Adelaide, the world champions, was clearly the standout performance of the year. The Wallabies played terrifically that day 
had a strong start and just went on with the job. Uh, beating Wales in the final test of the year was a real face-saver for the whole season, coming from 21 points down and playing some terrific rugby to win that. Uh, of, of all things this year, Rennie's team showed they had great heart and character and would fight to the last minute. And that really, I guess, carries the team in good stead into into next year. At no point this year did this, the Wallabies show that they could win three tests in a row against top opposition. And that's what it requires to win a Rugby World Cup next year. When you, If you want to win a quarterfinal, semi and final uh, to be top of the world, that's what it takes. And the Wallabies never showed that. Is the coach safe, Jimmy, in your mind? Oh, the coach is safe. There's not going to be any palace coup when Rennie goes out and Eddie Jones comes in. Some people will join the dots and there'll be a bit of uh, media murmur about that, but that's not going to happen. Uh, if Eddie has a role to play in Australian rugby, it would be after the World Cup uh, next year. Um, in, in what role, if it's a director of rugby or as, as coach, that would be yet mm. to be decided. But I see Rennie as having a clear run to the next year's World Cup. Uh, a lot of things to, to piece together. Hills made a very good question. What, what sort of progress has been made? Um, I guess the, the two shining lights this year were the discovery of Nick Frost as a world-class lock, towering athletic lock. Uh, hard to find those sort of fellas, and he, he was exceptionally good. And right at the end of the year, Mark uh, Nawakanita Wasi played terrifically on the wing, and that sort of almost guarantees that um, Suliasi Vunavalu will have no role to play in 2023. Uh, he's just been bumped off the pecking order of wingers by far better players. Uh, players who did stand up, Marika Corabetti, Lenny Katow, Rob Bellatini, super sub Pete Samu, and even Michael Hooper, very refreshed, came back and had a blinder against Ireland where mm. he made four turnovers and, and really stood up against the number one team in the world. So Hooper has... Uh, a lot to offer next year. One word, Jimmy, fly half. Fly half. Well, there's no words for that position because we haven't got one, Paddy. Still haven't got one. A sad fact at this point. Uh, we're going to wait on Quade Cooper. He's been identified as the number one. But there's only five tests before the World Cup. He's coming off a blown Achilles. He might only play two of those lead-up tests. And for a guy who plays on confidence and that jinking and that elusive quality, maybe not having complete faith in his body is going to be really tricky because he plays on that upbeat confidence mode and even all his playmaking, uh, which is definitely what we need, it is compromised by not having a a completely functioning body. So uh, fingers crossed there. Samu Karevi, huge in when he gets uh, returns to full fitness. But uh, fly half conundrum is a real pressing one for the Wallabies. And Lola Seo, would he still be in cover for Quade Cooper, do you think? Or have they moved on to Donaldson? Um, I, I think with Lola Seo, they haven't played him uh, enough when the chances have arrived no. this year as the number one to suggest that he, he was the P. They, they feel he, he's still developing. Um, with the World Cup so close, now only nine months away, uh, Perhaps they can't risk him in those big games. I think uh, Bernard Foley is probably more seen as the understudy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donaldson may get time next year, but as we say, only five tests, so there's not too much experimental yeah. time left. Yeah, oh, that, that's unbelievable. I thought there was nine tests 
five tests to go and we've wasted 14. That's no good. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, this end of season tour heels, I, I would have thought, okay, if Donaldson's the man, you would have played him a bit more. But the results always affects where you're going. If, you, if your team's not winning so much, and we saw that against Italy, which was the complete downer for the whole year when mass changes were made. Uh, anything less than the best Wallabies team uh, is vulnerable. And Lolosio started in that one and uh, things came unstuck, uh, not specifically around him, but just uh, with loose, ill-disciplined play. Mm. What's the word? Sorry, uh, what's the word with Taniella, mate? I mean, just an awful result for him. Yeah, well, there's another Achilles blown. And, like, you look at the size of his leg, it's a mini palm tree. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just think in that position that there are real doubts with the timeline to get to France in September next year where you, you'd almost be thinking you'd take Taniela Tupo to France with no test matches under his belt in the build-up and maybe see if he can get some time against Georgia or Portugal in the in the prelims as his, as his matches yeah. and then have him available for a quarter-final. But that is really stretching things. But he's so valuable. Uh, they've got to think outside the square a little bit there. Have you spoken to him, Jimmy? He'd just be devastated. He's had a tough year as it is, but this one would be really the, the straw that broke. Yeah, I haven't spoken to him. Um, he he was really upbeat about going to Europe and really uh, addressing the fact that he'd had a fairly modest season to that point, certainly at test level. He played mm. some good matches for the Queensland Reds. But he really wanted to have a good crack on the, on the tour, and uh, it was very unfortunate that it never came to pass. Um, he, he kept his weight at a reasonable level, and that's probably one of the things going into next year with an Achilles, the capacity to maybe blow out another four or five kilos if he if he starts looking at a few uh, chocolate ice creams and and other <laughs> things. Uh, that that puts more stress on a huge body and a huge frame and a vulnerable Achilles. Uh, you talked about Nick Frost, uh, Pete Samo, Valentini. Um, uh, have you, has it been obvious anywhere uh, that Dave Rennie has put work into someone that he feels is really special? I, I think uh, that's a good question. I think uh, some of the real building blocks of the team, he, he's really, nailed down. Like, Len Ikitao at outside centre played virtually every test uh, this year. Uh, just a, a really good... You, you wouldn't say every test when you watch it, you go, oh, Len, Len Ikitao's uh, making 10 breaks and mm-hmm. uh, scoring three tries. But he, he's just a really good nuts and bolts, hard-hitting, good distributor, sound player. And now he's got more than 20 tests under his belt because Rennie's invested in him. Uh, Valentini's body uh, has been reliable the last couple of years and he's absolutely world-class and uh, wouldn't be out of place in a World 15. Um, Nick Frost has come through because others uh, haven't taken their chance or have been injured. So Rennie has really invested good time in Nick Frost and he's a terrific asset to have. Um, Rennie made the call on Pete Samu as a super sub, learn all three back row positions. And that, that takes a hell of a lot of doing. Open side, blind side, and number eight. Okay. And he's been a terrific super sub right from the start when he scored a try against England in Perth and uh, made a really big difference there. And 
I think uh, Samu's been a, a great asset this year. And, and also being able to let uh, Michael Hooper step away. Yeah, like people uh, think players in all sports can just go on and on and on, but Hooper just needed a, a refresher, uh, perhaps find some, some life balance. He's got a, a young family for the first time. And it's not like when you're 21 and you can just uh, mm. hoe into sport and nothing else matters. Um, he, he really gathered a bit of balance in his life, came back more relaxed, and uh, perhaps we'll, we'll see some of the best of Michael Hooper next year when he's uh, targeting particular things in games. He's very accurate, like clean-outs, steals. Uh, when he's concentrating on those things, he can be a really productive player for Australia. And he doesn't make mistakes. He's not ill-disciplined like some of the other guys. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, you've given me reason for optimism for next year. Well, there's optimism always with the Wallabies. They, they've got a World Cup record that other teams, other countries would love to have. Like a team like Ireland, number one in the world, but absolutely no World Cup pedigree for success. So there's a chance they'll get the, the shivers and uh, fall out the back door. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I'd love to give a, a shout-out to the, the Women's Rugby Sevens girls. Yep. Uh, we're talking about the most successful women's team of any footy code in Australia. Absolutely brilliant in 2022. Triple crown, gold medal Commonwealth Games, brilliant. Uh, World Series winners, World Cup winners, and just playing a brilliant brand of uh, attacking footy. Matty yeah. Levi uh, started with the Gold Coast Sun in uh, AFLW and now is an absolute genius on the wing for the women's sevens girls. Yeah, 11 the... tries in Dubai last week where they won again. Yeah, yeah, the Priscillas. That could be their name. Have they got a name? Uh, yes. The Queens, the Queens of the Desert. Yeah. Uh, the Priscillas, that's a good one. Well done, Hill. <laughs> yeah. right. Jimmy, you. thank you so much. Been brilliant to Paddy, I reckon you. you're easily pleased. There you go. There you go. No, Opti- he's, optimism. He's Those forwards are good, but he's we haven't talked halfback. Up. We've got no 5'8". Our fullback's chopping and changing. Oh, and we've got too many injuries. The Reds have got a fair bit to do there. The Reds will provide that. Come on, Wallabies. Jimmy, thank you. Enjoy yeah, your Christmas, mate. I, I will. And as a last thing, like you've seen the difference a great World Cup makes through the Socceroos. Inspiration plenty for young kids. Uh, the power of the World Cup's immense. And that's what rugby absolutely needs next year. Uh, a really big World Cup. Yeah, good call. Agreed. And hopefully we'll have you back on board next year. We love chatting to you. Thanks, Jimmy. Oh, 100%. See you, boys. Merry Christmas.